Welcome to Green Pastures Broadcast with Bishop James Hansen Saki, presiding bishop of Christ Church Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. I want you to turn your Bibles with me to Romans chapter 1, verse 11. It says, Paul was speaking. Paul was a great apostle of God, a great servant of God. And the Bible says, he says, for I desire, I long to see you. I missed you so much. I want to come to you. He was writing to the church in Rome. He was not in Rome at this time, but he wrote to them and said, I long to come to you. I desire. I missed you so much. My strong desire to come to you. And the reason why I want to physically come to the branch of the church to see all of you is so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift. Is that in your Bible? Hallelujah. So spiritual gifts can be received directly from God and they can also be imparted by a servant of God who will act as a point of contact to transfer it. This afternoon is a moment of transfer. It says, I desire to impart to you some spiritual gift so that you will be established. There are certain graces and giftings that when we receive, it results in our establishment in God. It's one thing to be born again. It's another thing to be established in the faith. To be established in the service of God. To be established to do the work of God with power and anointing. The work of God is done with grace. You need certain gifts to do the work effectively. Amen. You need some impartation of anointings. The anointing is the power of God that is invested in a person to enable the person work as if it is God. That is anointing. And so he says, I desire, I long to come to you so that I will impart unto you, I will transfer unto you some spiritual gifts. It means that spiritual gifts can be imparted by the servant of God. In an impartation service, it is like an anointing service. Hands are laid, declarations are made, and what is said becomes so. There is a transfer of anointing and power and spiritual gifts. You find yourself suddenly carrying out certain things like the way the man of God does it. And it is not that you actually intentionally lent it, but because there has been a rub on of the anointing. And this afternoon, that's what is going to happen. Great impartation for many things. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And one of the things that also be transferred is unusual grace for academic excellence. In the name of Jesus. That you'll be able to serve God faithfully and still excel academically. For I long to come to you that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts. I want us to look at some examples quickly in scripture and then we'll begin to pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want us to look at Timothy as an example. Timothy, the man called Timothy. He was a spiritual son of Paul, the apostle. And he was the first bishop of the church in Ephesus. So when you read the book of Ephesians, it is written to those in the city called Ephesus. And then Philippians, 
was written to those in the church in the city of Philippi. So Ephesians and Philippians are not twin sisters. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 6, Paul says that, therefore, I put you in remembrance. He was writing to Timothy and said to him that, I want you to remember that you should stir up the gift of God, which is in you by the putting on of my hands. In other words, when I laid hands on you, a gift of God came to you. Stir it up. So don't be intimidated where you are with all the challenges going on the fear, the trials, and all of that. He says, I want you to remember. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. You see, he's been doing these things. He said in Romans that I wanted to come to Rome so that I will actually physically lay hands on you guys and there will be an impartation of a spiritual gift. And then he's telling Timothy here that remember that I laid my hands on you and a spiritual gift, a gift of God came to you when I laid my hands on you. The doctrine of laying on of hands is that one of the reasons, one of the benefits of hands laying is that there is an impartation and transfer of anointing and power. Glory be to Jesus. And so therefore I remind you to stir up the gift. After we have received a gift from God, we need to stir it up. Gifts are heavy. They are like soup. Like, like, like meat in soup. You need to stir it so that the, the meat will come up. Otherwise, you'll just be drinking just the soup and all the things. Will, the heavy stuff will be below. Stir up the gift or you have to stir it by prayer. Amen. You stir the gift by prayer and it's activated by the putting on of my hands. Look at 1 Timothy 4, 14 to 16. Give me another scripture. 14 to 16. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Still writing to Timothy. He says to him, don't neglect. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you. You see, that gift in him was given to him by prophecy with the laying of the hands of the eldership. So, again, apart from himself, he said that when I gathered the rest of the elders, the rest of the apostles, and we placed our hands on you, certain gifts came to you. He says, therefore, these gifts that came to you when we laid our hands on you, he says, don't neglect it, but meditate upon these things. Look at verse 15. Give yourself completely to them so that you're profiting. Your progress may be evident to all. When the gifts of God come into our lives, it results in some fruitfulness. It results in some progress. He says when you meditate on them, you begin to activate them. You begin to walk in them. You will begin to make progress and everyone will see the progress. Everyone will see something has happened to you. Hands have been laid on you. Power has come to you. You preach in a particular way. Your understanding of scripture changes. You begin to flow at certain levels of anointing that is beyond your age because impartation has happened. Somebody shout impartation. So take heed to yourself and to the teachings you have received. Continue in them for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you, you will save yourself and those who hear you. I pray that the anointing you receive today
will make you serve God in a way you have never served God. May every dormant talent in you be activated in the mighty name of Jesus. May you be able to do things that you thought you couldn't do before. In Jesus' name. You'll be able to preach to crowds and you will not be afraid of preaching. You will not be afraid of people's faces. You will not be intimidated. There's an anointing that does that. In Jesus' name. It is workable. Hallelujah. Amen. Take heed to yourself, to the doctrine, so that you will save yourself. So, as we could see from these three scriptures we have read, from Romans 1, 11, 2 Timothy 1, 6, and 1 Timothy 4, 14, we see that each of them is talking about an impartation. Hands were laid. A gift came to someone because hands were laid on him. The hand of an apostle, the hand of a prophet was laid, and there was a transfer of impartation. Something happened spiritually in Jesus' name. Let's look at one more example. Moses and Joshua, when it became necessary for Joshua to succeed Moses, God told Moses to do something. If you read your Bible, you'll find out that when Moses was leading Israel, at a certain point, he was doing it alone for a very long time. His father-in-law came to visit. He was a man of God and said to him, what you are doing is not good. You will wear out. Because all these two million Jews that you were leading out of Egypt and you are spread all around in the wilderness, when any of them had a problem, they will all have to queue book appointment and come and see Moses. And some of them, the, the matter is so trivial. And that's why it led to some extra 600 laws that Moses had to put in because there was too much pressure. I said, okay, slap you, you to slap him black. An eye for an eye, a nose for a nose, a tooth for a tooth. All those things were just happening. And the father-in-law came to observe it and told Moses, what you are doing is not good. You wear out. Find some people to work with you. Get some leaders and let them manage the day-to-day -day affairs and the most serious and pressing issues. Let them bring it up to you. But you deal with God on behalf of the whole people whilst the rest of the people you have appointed as leaders over the groups, they will manage things. And the Bible says Moses went to check with God and God said, yes, your father-in-law is right. Listen to him. And so he appointed, God led him and he appointed 70 elders. And when he had prayed, the anointing of God came upon them and most of them began to prophesy. And the Bible says that Joshua was even jealous that these guys are, are prophesying. And meanwhile, he has been serving Moses faithfully and yet he was not among the 70 elders. He was still a faithful errand boy of Moses. He was his spiritual son, but he was not among the 70 elders that were ruling. So ultimately, Moses had an executive council, a cabinet of 70 members, and Moses being the head of it, running the state as they go along. But this was without Joshua. But when God decided to take Moses home finally, he said to him, take Joshua. In whom is the spirit? Which spirit? Because there were 70 elders, the spirit of God came on them, they all prophesied. So when you say, take Joshua in whom is the spirit, which spirit? It is the spirit that it takes to move Israel into the promised land. That is totally different. It's not the Holy Spirit. It is the power of God that is released upon the servant of God to enable him to carry the people to where God said he should carry them. That was the anointing that has fallen on Joshua. So they all have the Holy Spirit, but there's something else on top of it. 
there is the anointing it takes to carry this group of people from Egypt into the promised land. That one is upon Moses. He alone carried that one. And when he was about to leave, the Bible says, God said, the spirit that is upon you, that will do that work, part of it has already fallen on him because of his diligent service, his loyal service, his commitment and his dedication in serving the man of God. These things have already fallen on him. Amen. Now, the Bible says that in Numbers chapter 27, verse 18, the Lord then said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun. It's not Nun. In Hebrew, that's Nun. That's his father's name. Nun is English for Catholic uh, women who serve at the altar. Take Joshua, the son of Nun, with you, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay your hand on him. Look at God teaching Moses to do something. Somebody's about to succeed Moses. I thought it would just be easy to just call him, give him a certificate and say, you are now succeeding me. But God said, this is the process. He can't move the people. He has been leading the war because you are there. You cover him. But for him to take your office, something must happen. Lay your hands on him. Something has to happen. There must be a transfer. And look at how God brought. He said, put him before the priest and before all the congregation and inaugurate him in their sight. Lay your hands on him. And you shall give some of your authority to him. How is that transferred? By the laying on of hands. The authority that you carried as Moses that makes all the people to respect, to honor, to obey, to follow you. That authority is going to be transferred by the laying on of hands. The mystery of laying on of hands. Spiritually, something is transferred. And your authority will be on him so that all the congregation of the children of Israel will be obedient to him. Until that happens, they will not be obedient to him. The next verse. He shall stand before Eleazar the priest who shall inquire before the Lord for him by the judgment of the Urim. At his word, they shall all go out. At, at Joshua's word, they will now begin to go out. He will command them to move because you have laid your hands on him and they will begin to see you. They will begin to see him like the way they see you, Moses. They will begin to obey. Because formerly they will say, oh, but that's the guy that he just sends. He washes Moses' towels and he cleans his shoes and all that. Uh, how can he lead us? He said, when you put your hand on him, something strange will happen. Israel will begin to recognize him as if it is you. That is the impartation, the authority to do the work. And at his word, they shall go in and come in, and he shall, and he and all the Israel, and children of Israel with him, all the congregation. Now, so this is what was done. Next verse 22. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him, and he took Joshua, set him before Eleazar the priest, and before all the congregation. 23. And he laid his hands upon him and gave him a charge as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. Now, let's see the side effect of these hands that were laid. See the result of what happened. Deuteronomy 34, verse 9. Deuteronomy 34, verse 9. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for this new day. Thank you for impartation. Thank you for open heavens. Thank you that lives here will never be the same. Now, Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. Paul. 
Now, the word for means because. It was full of the spirit of wisdom. That means that this spirit of wisdom was not there before. He was full of the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. So that the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. So they did as the Lord has commanded Moses. Whenever Joshua spoke, it is as if Moses has spoken. Just like God spoke to Moses, the people just obeyed him like that. Bible says that he was full of the spirit of wisdom because Moses laid his hands on him. When the hands were laid, so many anointings were released and one of them was the spirit of wisdom. And at the appropriate time, every gift that is transferred will be manifested at the appropriate time. For when Moses laid his hands on Joshua, multiplicity of anointings were released. Multiple graces, gifts were released. You won't see it immediately, but whenever there's a need, a problem, that one switches on and comes to play. And that's why when you read your Bible, you'll find out that throughout the scriptures, until Joshua succeeded Moses, there was no record that he performed any miracle. But when he succeeded Moses and Israel had to go to war, the Bible says they were deep in enemy territory and it was getting dark. And Joshua stood and said, Lord, let the sun, actually he commanded the sun to stand still. And the sun stood still. What kind of anointing is this? He said the sun should stand still and the moon should stay in the valley where it was until Israel had victory throughout the night. The sun stood still. It didn't move. That was power. That was an anointing that was transferred. But one of the reasons why the spirit of wisdom was necessary was because he had to take the people now into the promised land and divide land for descendants of four women. Jacob had four women through whom he had his 12 sons. Three of them he didn't love. Only one he loved. The rest were all by forced marriage. Marriage of convenience. The first one he was robbed. Tricked. To marry. So he has 12 children. With, from four different mothers. Now even when you have. The same parents and they are, there's enormous wealth to share. Sometimes crazy things can happen. And when there is only just an extra woman, there's infighting over property. Sometimes in some of our backgrounds where our fathers and our grandfathers had multiple wives and children, you know, when you have stepsisters and stepbrothers, it's all a murky situation sometimes because you know, whenever it comes to property, crazy things happen. Everybody's fighting their corner. And everybody's encouraging their children to fight the other woman's children. And all those things begin to happen. Can you imagine? These people, they already gave Moses a lot of problems. And now Joshua is the one coming to distribute all this big land for descendants of four women. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a serious argument. And there are complexities there. For instance, Levi 
the tribe of Levi, God said, because they will serve only in the temple and in the things of God, they must not be given any portion of land. So only the tribe of Levi had no land. The Lord is their land. So they don't, they don't do any secular job. They, they do the work of the ministry. So Because the land was for farming. And they are not supposed to do any farming. They are only supposed to do the work of the Lord. So they are full-time workers of the Lord. And all the other tribes were just asked to, to build refuge cities and other places just so as to accommodate them. But they were not giving a land at all. Now, someone like Joshua, fourth generation, how do you explain to the descendants of Levi and Levi's siblings that their brother will not have a portion of the land? You, you'll be accused of, of trying to come up with some game. How did God speak to you alone and didn't tell all of us? It was going to be difficult. And it was also worse for Joshua because one of the reasons why it was a complex situation that requires wisdom, and that's why this anointing was imparted to him, was that Jacob, their father, the father of all these 12 tribes, Jacob, just about the time of his death, he elevated Joseph's two sons from the status of grandchildren to the level of children. He made them equal to, the, to their father's sibling. So Ephraim and Manasseh became like sons, where actually they were grandchildren. But the father elevated them. The grandfather elevated them to the status of sons. So for jo Joseph alone, he had two portions. His two sons added up to the number. Now, the difficulty for Joshua is that he came from the tribe of Ephraim. Now, how is he going to now distribute land and say, we, we are equal to you? They'll say he's lying, that he wants to steal some of the land. He's pretending. And so he needed wisdom to distribute the land peacefully. And the Bible says there was peace because the anointing of wisdom operated in his life. May God empower you this evening in the name of Jesus Christ to receive an impartation of the anointing. Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. This afternoon, hands will be laid on you and there will be changes in your life. You will not be the same again in the name of Jesus. Your service of God will change. Your understanding of the things of God will change. Your movement in the land will change. The power of God will clothe you like a garment. The name of Jesus will be exalted. As we begin to pray, may the hand of God come upon you. Because Lord, I have done this at your command. Let there be movements. Let there be the next generation of Christians in this land. Young people witnessing and winning souls that each of them will be able to lead thousands to Christ by the anointing, by the anointing, by the anointing. In the name of the Lord Jesus, they'll be able to lead departments. They'll be able to lead ministries. They'll be able to raise and establish ministries and departments in the name of Jesus Christ. They'll be able to lead churches in the name of Jesus Christ. They'll be able to excel in their academic lives and excel in careers by the anointing, by the anointing, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift your voice and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord.
This has been a broadcast of Green Pastures with Bishop James Hansen Saki of the Christ Church International Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. For further information, please contact us on telephone plus 44-7376-355-621 on the web www.christchurches.org. Facebook, Christ Church International. Christ Church, changing lives, fulfilling destinies on the foundation of God's Word.